once in a while, stop and reflect and just check in with yourself. Am I still going in the, to the direction of who I am today? Not from yesterday, because yesterday I was someone else. Keep on checking in with yourself. Keep on questioning yourself. Keep on seeing who are you? Who do I want to be? And from that self-consciousness, create more of it. Create more of the goodness that you have inside of yourself. But first, you need to see that goodness in yourself. Welcome to the podcast, Being All of Us. It's great to have you here. My name is Brian David George, and my mission is to inspire you to become an agent of change in your own life through the stories of people like you from around the world who are on a journey of self-discovery and inclusion. I believe that these conversations will lift you up and help you to uncover your potential and to become your higher self. So sit back, go for a walk, a run, a drive, whatever works for you, and enjoy some time to get to know more about yourself. Welcome to the Being All of Us podcast. Today I am joined by a special guest. I'm going to say your name and then you can correct the pronunciation if I say it wrong. Thibaut Otimer. Thibaut Otimer. Almost, yes. Very Almost. Good. Okay. Hello, Thibaut. <laughs> How are you today? I am doing fine. I'm very happy. I'm very excited to be on this podcast with you. Yes, I'm very happy to have you here. It's funny that you use the word happy because Thibaut is a happiness coach and we'll talk about that later. So Thibaut, I would love to start with giving you some time to just tell us your story. We want to know more about you. Ooh, which story? I have so many stories. <laughs> right? Whichever one you want to start with is fine. Okay, yes. Um, my story is actually, let's go from today, because I think it's important to live in the present to, in, to, to start with this moment. Today, I am a happiness coach. Yeah, I, I help people who, who are feeling stuck, who are lacking clarity, who who are just missing something in their life, who are living an okay life and want to upgrade their life, want to upgrade themselves and want to know themselves better. This is where I am now and I'm loving it. I'm living through it. It's like my passion. I'm already <laughs> excited about just talking about it. But I wasn't like that. You know, like 10 years ago, I was very insecure. I was very jealous. I, I was a little bit lost. I was just like having a normal life. And the story was then, 10 years ago, I, I lost my relationship, I lost my job, I lost my apartment, I was there in, a, in another country, and then I decided, you know what, I am down, I can only go up, the only way is up. So I decided to rewrite a new chapter in my book, to decide what I wanted, like, okay, I am now here in Barcelona, because I'm on Belgium, what do I want to do? Which job do I want to take? which maybe no lover uh, I want to invite into my life. Who am I? And that was the most important and, and first question I asked myself, who am I? And based from that, filling up or covering up that new painting, that new life that I wanted to create for myself, to not just be okay, but just to, to create something magical. Was it even possible? Was I worth it of that? It was all question I was spinning in my head and I was really trying to dream about the possibilities that I could have or for the person that I could be. And starting from then, bit by bit, I, I started my inner journey. I started first by reading a first self-development book and then another one and another one. And then bit by bit, I was getting in touch with other people. I did a lot of inner work myself, 
but then the big step when everything really accelerated and then when I was shifting the gears was asking external help. You know? I had my first therapist, then I went for coaches, I did a lot of constellations and it has been so, so interesting, amazing, opening, insightful ever since. <laughs> Can you add a few more adjectives there, please? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I want you to talk more about this inner journey. I, I think that's a really... Uh, I think that's key. At least I can see it in, in my own life and I see it in yours and many people's lives. And I also see that there are a lot of people who, especially now, you know, we're still, we're sort of, well, we're still in the pandemic, you know, we're still in... A COVID world. And I feel like a lot of people over the past year, year and a half have been at least understanding that, wow, this inner journey, it's something for everyone. You know, could you talk maybe a bit more about the inner journey in your story? The inner journey uh, in my story, when talking about the pandemic, let me say it like this. I think we can see a gift in every situation. So the pandemic for me was a very rough year was a very rough period, but now I can see the gift in, uh, into it. You know, things happen in our lives and the only thing that we can do is change our perspective from it and to see what we can learn from it. So the inner journey that I did was really stop, was really like the nature, COVID, the nature was saying, stop you guys, reflect, see where you are right now and where do you want to go? And then adapting to the, to the no, no, normal lifestyle between brackets. So what I have done, I have done a lot of inner work in the sense of just stopping, pausing, and really allow myself to stop because I always wanted to go very fast. I always like to fly high and quick and good. And, and, and that's amazing too. But also once in a while, stop and reflect and just check in with yourself. Am I still going in the, to the direction of who I am today? Not from yesterday because yesterday I was someone else. I am not the same person before the pandemic. I am not the same person from three months ago. I am different now. So it's so important to do the inner work, not just when something bad happens, but on a continuous basis. Keep on checking in with yourself. Keep on questioning yourself. Keep on seeing who are you? Who do I want to be? And from that self-consciousness, create more of it. Create more of the goodness that you have inside of yourself. But first, you need to see that goodness in yourself. You know, I, uh, something comes up while, while you're talking about this, and it's come up a lot for me personally, that I, I agree completely about how wonderful an opportunity the pandemic has been for me, maybe for you, to be able to stop, to reflect, and to see which direction we want to take in our lives now. And I'm also very aware that there are people who have not stopped at all throughout the pandemic, who have, because of maybe the jobs, that maybe their um, what, first line, oh God, I can't remember right now what it's called, but you know, people who, who did not stop working at all, and in fact, have probably worked a lot more throughout the, the pandemic than before. So I feel that I and you are very privileged in this sense that we were able to stop. What would you say to people who have not had the opportunity to stop at all during this pandemic? And who have not been able to reflect and think about their inner journey, their inner work, because they also have, you know, it's, I feel like this inner work is a birthright. Like we were all born with these seeds inside and 
we all our journey is to water them into and to um, witness them flourish and grow. So what about those people who have not had that opportunity this past year, year and a half? Well, I think we can all create opportunities. We can always create an opportunity to look inside ourselves. In one way, it could be that these people are just not ready yet. Maybe it's not their time. Everyone grows at their own pace. Maybe they have to come across another life event before they really wake up. And that's all fine. On the other hand, if people haven't done any inner work yet, that's perfect. You're perfect the way you are right now, but it's not the way you have to be tomorrow. So then I would ask, okay, how happy are you with your current life? And start from there and see what is maybe missing. See what maybe is stopping you from leveling up, from being even more happy. And just stand still. And if it's something else that you want, let's have a look. I want to go back a little further before you became a happiness coach. No, you, you, before you said uh, you had a normal life before, and I want you to talk about what that normal life of yours was like. You mentioned that you are originally from Belgium. Maybe could you talk about how your normal life was that brought you from Belgium to Barcelona to who you are today as a happiness coach? Okay, for sure. So a normal life is very subjective because <laughs> maybe I'm not so normal for other people, but anyhow. So actually, I, I was living in, in Antwerp in Belgium, lovely country. I studied first psychology for two years and then I switched to advertising, started in advertising, had a nice job, had a nice apartment, everything figured out. And then I met an amazing guy. It was my first boyfriend. He came out of the closet more or less that time. I met him, it was amazing. But a week later, he moved to Barcelona. So what we have done, we have traveled for six months back and forward. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the jump. Before I'm getting rooted in this normal life of studying, having a job, having this okay life, I'm going to take the jump. I'm going to go to Spain because I always wanted to live in a country with palm trees. So I was like, <laughs> this is a sign. It's a lovely guy and he lives now in a country with palm trees. I'm going to go there. Because I also studied Spanish in Spain. So there was always like a link. So I took the jump. I went there. But then I had like a very, very, not draining job, but a job that had nothing to do with the study that I have done. So I didn't felt challenged. I was just doing the job to pay my bills, to live in a country where I could go to the beach every weekend. So for me, the normal life, the normal life that I had was having just everything in order but not a job that challenged me. Uh, I just followed that guy. Luckily, it was an amazing country, but I just followed that person. I was a lot depending on that other person emotionally as well. And that dependency is also one of my stories, you know, just following someone, uh, losing myself a little bit in a relationship. And maybe that is normal because a lot of people are living this as well or not conscious about it. So this normal life that I had, maybe for other people, it's not so normal. For me, it was, I was inside craving for something else. I felt that I, I was made for something else, not just having that job being there doing that, which was okay, but no, no, something more. So there was something inside of you that just said, do, that kind of guided you, right? Mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of like that inner voice just took you where you needed to go. And that inner voice is 
something very important. That inner voice is something that I've always heard, but very, very in the background. And actually, in the pandemic, I decided to really listen to that voice because I always have someone whispering in my, my in my left ear. I always have that intuition. I always have my guiding angel supporting me, telling me all the things that I actually already know. <laughs> and what happened once I decided to listen that, to that voice, to listen to my intuition, to listen to my uh, guiding angels, everything shifted. I decided in the pandemic to listen to my intuition, to stop a toxic relationship that wasn't working. I decided to stop the career that I was doing. I was having a very good job, but it was not my passion, not what I really was made to do for. I want to make a bigger impact. I decided to work on myself. And now I really try to listen to that voice, to guide myself, whatever, whatever I'm feeling, to listen more to, to my body. Now, it's not always easy because no one taught us how to do it. And this is something society doesn't really support so much. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting a lot more awakening worldwide, luckily. But it's so important to, to listen to oneself, to, to feel in tune with who you are, so you can really authentically be yourself. And the funny thing is that to be authentically yourself means being proud of all of you. The goods and the bads, or the way I would like to say, the goods and the less goods are the points to work on, you know, because I'm also trying to see from the positive side. Once I accepted myself 100% and not 90%, because I was always living 90%, but 100%, oof, liberation, totally. And the funny part was that 10% was only 10%, but the 10% that I was hiding had to do a lot with my interior homophobic that I had. Once I truly, fully accepted myself and saw the 10% that I was hiding, I realized, wow, that 10% is the most beautiful part of myself. It's my loving self. It's my caring self. It's my, the abundant self. Yes. So I was like, wow, I was hiding this for so many years just because I had a fear of rejection or I felt I wasn't lovable or I wasn't, worthy enough and that realization for me opened the doors opened up my mind and expanded myself just to be me that's all i need to do just to be myself that's literally why we're here right we were born to walk the path of self-discovery and to become the most um the highest expression of ourselves that's what that's literally why we're here and it's so and it's so i don't know like liberating to to just just to just to have that understanding, you know, the reason that we are born is to become the maximum expression of ourselves. That's it. And mm -hmm. to leave the, you know, to leave this place a little better than we found it. That's why we're here. So we, it, it kind of takes a lot of pressure off also. I mean, I feel like we often, you know, when you were talking just a moment ago about this part of ourselves that we hide, you know, I think that that 10% that of yourself that you were hiding, however much of myself that I have been hiding you know, most of my life until recently too. It's that like, I'm not good enough. That little message that somehow gets stuck. Well, no, somehow, no. That's that message that gets stuck in our head when we're young, when we, we perceive that from the people around us, we perceive that from the environments that we grow up in, the culture that we grow, in, grow up in. And it's like, yeah, you, there's not enough for all of us. So you have to fight and you have to be good enough to get your share of, you know, of this, 
abundant world that we live in. And it's not true at all. Like, I love hearing you talk about abundance because we live, we literally live in like a limitless, we live on a finite planet with finite resources and there is more than enough for all of us. Exactly. Totally, totally. And it's all about putting things in perspective because I used to be a person really looking into the little details and, and, and not seeing the big picture, the general perspective. I mean, in the end of the day, let's face it, we're just spiritual beings in the spiritual body and we have so many lives. So make the best out of this one, but then it doesn't end. So uh, cut some slack, be kind to yourself, love yourself, enjoy it. And you know what? You were also saying something about being us on our path. And I'm a very visual person. So I, I had a vision in my mind when you were saying that, that we don't have to take the highway the fastest way. Okay, we can go fast, but we don't need to do that. You don't have to take that gray, lonely, fast road. Take the nice roads. Take the lovely roads in the park or in the woods or near the sea where you have like all these trees and all these flowers and then where everything is more fun and maybe a little bit slow, but enjoy the journey. And when we take the scenic route, when we go slower, we also get to do it at our own pace and meet people along the way and enjoy their company. You know, when I, when I hear you talking about that highway, that really resonates a lot with me because I feel like I feel very impatient, you know, to, to really move forward and to, it's almost like I'm running to the end. I'm like, I know how this ends. We all know how this ends. You know, we know that this body will stop existing one day. So why run to the end? Enjoy the journey, you know? Enjoy the journey. Exactly. And the funny thing is, I'm generally a very impatient person as well. And I like to go fast and I like to fly high. But the thing is, there's a difference between trying to run hard and having sore legs, various, being in a good vibration, feeling that you are in the right direction. And then suddenly everything happens. And that feels fast as well. But it's not the same fast because it's more like, yeah, this... Is just the way it should be. It's just flowing. It's more of a, it's from a place of ease. It's moving quickly from a place of inner peace, maybe, you know, it's not like we're running on the inside. It's like oh, we're flowing and things just move quickly Exactly. when Flow they need to move quickly. Yes. And I, and I, and it's funny because it feels like right now we, as a society, we, as a, as a humanity, we, we're, we're moving, change is very fast nowadays. You know, things are changing so quickly and navigating that change is really, I think our, our lesson right now is how to navigate these quick changes from a place of inner peace. So maybe you could talk a little bit about your experience with inner peace. Like how, what, what things do you do? What's part of maybe your ritual your daily ritual or however you want to talk about it. What are those things that you do to connect with your inner peace to operate from the inside out, to live from the inside out? I love this question. I have a morning routine from, let's say, at least two hours. So I like to wake up early. I like to see the sunrise. That gives me always a lot of, a lot of energy. I just love the sun. That's why I'm happy to live in Barcelona as well. But for me, this morning routine sets my day. And I also have to admit that sometimes I still take my phone. I, I do it a little bit quicker, but it's always about being conscious about it and trying to fit a healthy routine 
for yourself. And it doesn't need to be the same all day, uh, every day. But what I do when I wake up, first I, I take uh, my coffee, I do some stretches, and then I sit down, take a sip of my, of my coffee, and I start journaling. Yeah, I call it the exercise three by three by three. So I write three things to be grateful for. I write three things that I have done well myself in self-compliments. You know, we need to be proud of what we have done. We don't need to always be hard on ourselves. So look at the positive things, uh, what we have done the past day. And I also write three things that I can improve on and how. So it's not to blame myself, but it's to see like, okay, what have I done yesterday that I could do better today and how or why? And start to think a little bit about that so that my brain is already prepared with some kind of solutions if that same situation could arise. And then it depends on how much time I have or what I want to do. But then I also try to look at my core values and to see how I have applied these values in my day yesterday. And if not, how can I apply a little bit more? Because oftentimes when I had a strange day or a bad day, then I don't see a lot of my values coming, coming in. So being aware of your core or your main values and try to be more of that, use more of that in yourself, into others, into your interactions, really feels you more in peace because you're more aligned with who you truly are. I find in my own life, you know, I, I love hearing you talk about that two-hour ritual. And, and I, I also get up early, which is something relatively new for me. Uh, I have definitely changed in that respect, and I'm very happy with that change. And so I find that part of my morning routine, which I'm very happy to hear you talk about, is kind of making the decision to set aside that time to do those things for myself that I know work well. And, and also like looking for an accountability buddy when there are certain things that I struggle with, you know, on my own or, or just mentors or finding people who, who can uh, maybe share best practices and I can try those best practices and see which one works well for me. So I love hearing people talking about their morning routines and I love just kind of sharing those stories because it also helps like, at least if I go into the conversation with curiosity, I'm like, oh, I want to try that too. You know, and, it, and I know that there are people that like I can reach out to a happiness coach and say, hey, I need some accountability here. Could you please help me figure out how to be rigorous about this? I love that. I think that the, the, the figure of somebody who can just an accountability buddy is such a fantastic thing. And I think we probably have much more access to this than we think. Like, just ask your friends. Like, literally, I have just started like asking friends to be accountability buddies for certain things that I'm trying to, you know, get done. And most people will say, yes, like it's not that big of a deal. So, you know, take the risk and ask people to, to be on your success pack, to be part of your sparkle team or whatever we want to call it. Exactly. Ask for help. This is so important for me as well. Everything changed when I, because when I started being a coach, I was like, I need to have everything figured out. I can do it by myself. <laughs> was I wrong? No, because I just wanted to be like a, a good coach and I didn't want to admit my, my weakness, let's say. And it's so important to uh, show your vulnerability. And every coach needs to have a coach, needs to have a coach that's two steps ahead so they can help you also grow. And so I have my coaches who are helping me. I also have my accountability buddies, which are also coaches, and we help each other. 
I have different ones. We help each other. We, we put game plans together. We, we unblock each other. And that's so beautiful. And I would really say to everyone listening, you don't have to do it alone. A lot of people want to be hard or want to do it by themselves. Why? Why make it hard when you can do it easy or when you can have it more fun? Try to reach out, ask for help, do it together, have fun together and help each other when you have struggles, but also celebrate your wins together. How beautiful is that? You know, I want to just uh, stop for a moment, pause for a moment and say thank you, Thibaut, because actually Thibaut and I met, I don't know, maybe four months ago. And it was actually maybe your little nudge that got me to put the podcast on the air because I had already recorded some episodes. I was dragging my feet a little bit. And I, we were in a meeting and you said something like, okay, so you're going to do that next week. Are you doing that tomorrow? You're doing that this weekend, right? And I was like, oh, oh yeah, I guess so. And then I made a commitment. Okay, I'm going to publish the, the trailer. I'm going to start, you know, making this live within the next couple of days. And I did it. And that was thanks to that little nudge. There were other people who were also like pushing me. Esperanza, who was on the podcast also, she was like, move your ass. You know, what are you doing? Just start publishing. You've got the episodes, publish them now. And it's, uh, it's very nice to have you here because you are actually one of those little nudges that got this thing going. So thank you very much. And thank you for, for sharing that with me because I'm, first of all, I'm very happy that I was able to, to give you that push. But I'm also very thankful that you are saying it out loud to me. So many things we keep for ourselves. I'm the first advocate to say, share that with other people because what you have done now, you have shown love to me and I receive that love and I feel love and everyone feels love and let's share all the good things that we that we are feeling that we are doing that we that we want to to share with other people don't be afraid about it so thank you so let's talk a bit more about sharing and about vulnerability because you you mentioned vulnerability and I think it's a very tricky thing for us to do as human beings, just because we, well, I'm, I'm generalizing so much. I know that in my experience, I understood like the word vulnerability. And I, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a cool concept. And it's just been really recently when I've started really understanding what it means to put it into practice, like how it really feels to be vulnerable and how it's really outside of the comfort zone and how that feels scary at first. And then the more we practice it, the better we get at it and the more we see that it makes a difference. It's so powerful. So tell us a little bit about your experience with vulnerability or maybe some, an experience in your life. Uh, I, well, I'll share something really simple. I remember I really got, I guess, onto a spiritual path, one would say, back in 2007, 2008, due to a, a very, very painful breakup. Oh, I, it really just broke me in half. I did not understand what had happened. Um, there was, I just couldn't understand how people could act that way. I want to respect the people involved, so I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I was dumped, <laughs> basically. And I'm not going to name any names, but my boyfriend at that time like left me for someone else. And just the way that he left me, like the, the whole betrayal it, because it was, he left me for somebody who was very close to us. <laughs> and that was like, what is going on? Like my, my value system just didn't understand what had happened. And that like literally just broke me. And when I was like at rock bottom, 
I kind of understood, wait, kind of what you were saying earlier, you know, there's nowhere else to go but up from here. And that really helped me like begin to understand a bit more that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to admit that I'm hurting. It's okay to, you know, and that really was a pivotal moment for me. It was a huge pivot. Like there's a definitely, there will always be a before and after in my life moment. So maybe you could tell us about a before and after in your life moment, something that, where you understood things in a different way from then on. Thank you for sharing that. And I mean, I see vulnerability as a valuable ability. The fact that you were able to share this and be vulnerable with all of us listening to tell us your story is so valuable. Why? Because you telling that story, I was thinking, been there, done that. <laughs> I was dumb too. I was dumb for someone else too. So the fact that you are shared this story, decided to be courageous enough to, to share it, really resonates with a lot of people. People are like, wow, I've been there too. Ah, I'm not the only one who was dumb. Uh, so people can relate to you. And then when you share your story and you share your tools, when you share whatever you have done to come, to come over it, yeah, that's, that's the way we help each other. So being vulnerable, yeah. I mean, my name is Thibault and actually means the courageous one. So, <laughs> I so looked I it up. Be... Yes, I was going to ask you about that. So how does that resonate <laughs> for you, Thibault, the courageous one? Well, so I want to be courageous to be myself. I want to be courageous to be authentically myself. I want to be courageous to be vulnerable. And to be vulnerable is also to share my love. I know a lot of people have judged me for being this lovable person and sharing my, no, this is who I am. I want to put my sparkle in the world. This is, I, 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 I want to love. I want to give love. I want to receive love. We all are humans. We are looking for connection. We are looking for love. And when I decided to be vulnerable, I feel so liberated. They are like moss coming down. They are like an onion. You know? Like I'm taking off the layers. So for example, because recently I'm, I'm being super vulnerable. I think this is my responsibility as a coach as well. So one of the moments a couple of months ago, I was doing a lot of inner work about myself and about accepting myself fully, you know, about my, about my sexuality. And I was always okay with it, but I never really 100% said out loud, hey, I am gay. I was always fine with it. If people ask for it, I was the first one to, to admit it. No worries. But the moment that I openly said to everyone, I am proud, not, not I'm just gay, I am proud to be gay, my God, did I felt liberated. I felt free. It was super vulnerable, but I felt so much like, okay, I'm just showing who I truly am. And it feels so good to just be you without curving yourself up because that's a lot of work, you know, trying to be maybe a little a better or let's say um, a version that you are not to someone else to the outside world. So you know what? The funny thing is when you do that, when you show yourself, of course, people will bounce off you. These are not the people that are on your path. So if you are yourself, you attract the ones that, that are aligned. And look, we also met a couple of months ago. So you know what? This is the beauty about it. Be yourself so you attract the ones who align with you. So let's be vulnerable and, and just share it. And yeah, of course, it takes courage. And sometimes it's, it is hard, but face your fears and you will see that your fear will change into excitement. Face your fears and you will feel free. Use your fear as your fuel to grow and to, to show yourself and 
magic happen. You know, it's funny. I, <laughs> that resonates so much for me too, because I had always been okay. Like, you know, I accepted my, myself took, well, teenage years were hard. I guess childhood was hard. Teenagers were hard. And then when I finally left high school, then I, I guess I had the, the space to actually come to terms with my own sexuality. And so, you know, it was kind of rough at the beginning. And then, I, you know, I accepted myself and I always found environments where it was safe for me to be me and where I didn't really have to explain anything. You know, I just kind of, I understood that people understood and I didn't have to talk about it, you know? And I actually have been for many years, like very good at just not talking about it. And, and it's funny because I guess I've been believing what other people were saying, you know, like, oh, well, you seem so normal. You know, I, I don't care who you are, who you go to bed with. You're normal to me. And now I understand, you know, from this inner work, like that's not actually what it's about. We are all natural the way we are. I, the word normal implies like judgment and that certain people have one way that they think things should be done and they kind of impose that way on everybody else. So I think we're all natural. And just by showing who we are, it's a very liberating experience. And it's not, I'm not, you know, if that offends, if me being me offends you, well, then I'm really sorry that you feel that way. You know, who are you? You know, show yourself because there's something about yourself that you're hiding. If me just showing myself is offending you, you know, yeah. it's. And the funny thing is, you said being normal. Everyone is trying to be normal, but do we want to be normal? What does that even no. mean to be normal? You know? Exactly. And, and it's not so average. No. That's oh. all be unique. Come on. Exactly. We were all born with a unique gift, with unique talents. And we try to conform. We try to like fit into this mold that was made for a very, very small percentage of the population of the earth that is so limiting. We have limitless power and possibility. We were born with that. So exactly. let's discover it and, you know, share it and shine. That's why we're here, literally, is to shine. Exactly. Yeah, and the uniqueness is, I mean, it's so beautiful. It's, again, mostly the part that we are always hiding or trying to hide because it's not the normality. Let's, let's cut these cords. Let's break these taboos. And Life happens. Okay, so on one hand, you can create, you can be unique by creating your own life, taking control of your own life. On the other hand, life happens as well. You can't avoid a life from happening and, and certain things. So let's not be naive about it. But what makes you unique is the way you deal with that. So create the life you want and deal with it in your own way. If things happen that you don't want, you know. Let's talk. I'm. I want to talk a bit about inspiration because I think that's where we are anyway. So I would love for you to talk about maybe some people that have inspired you or that inspire you. They could be people you know, people you don't know, people who are living, people who are not living. That's a good question, inspiring. First of all, I would say who inspires me a lot is Liberty, which is my grandfather. My grandfather that I've never known in person, but I know he's there to protect me. And that's why my company also calls Liberty Coaching, because I want to guide people to the liberty of feeling authentically themselves. So he inspires me daily, like now, uh, at every time. And a lot of people are inspiring me, inspiring me, but how can I explain this? What really inspires me if I can see someone being themselves, 
what really inspires me if I see people who are really loving and really are able to to express their loving nature. That is uh, that is for me really what is so inspiring. People who are doing the inner work. So yeah, this is um. I'm thinking about certain persons. There are so many people that on a daily basis are inspiring me. A lot of coaches, a lot of people from the past, people who are willing to break taboos and to to share their story with us. That is what inspires me. And people who are not afraid to show themselves, all of them. And one of the people that also inspires me is you, Brian. Oh. No, and I really mean that. I mean... From the moment that we met, you you are inspiring me with like an injection of of authenticity, with a, a big injection of love. Of I've always felt that directly you were totally yourself, and you showing all of you and sharing that with me. That is so inspiring to see. So thank you for that. Thank you. And it's funny. This is actually kind of a funny story when. When we met, it was like for a quick call. We met through someone in LinkedIn and and I remember I was practicing speaking about myself more openly and I had no idea that you were gay. And so I just like said something about my partner, my husband or whatever. I don't remember exactly what I said. And I just said it thinking that I was just expressing myself to another man. And then suddenly you're like, oh yeah, because I was like, whoa, I didn't know you were like, I had no idea that we had that in common. And I was like, here I am. And so thank you. That's actually very nice to hear. What about people that you inspire? Because that's something we don't talk about very much. And it's something that we can talk about. We all inspire people, whether we realize it or not. Yes, that's what I hope. Because I think we all can inspire other people so we can all grow together and, and be together in this, in this beautiful journey. So who am I inspiring? Well, I know that from the people that are saying it to me. So people, my followers, some clients who are really saying that I help them, that I inspire them. Yeah, when they are sharing that again, when they are sharing that with me, I am so happy because we know that we as coaching make an impact. We're not only making an impact in their lives, but also in the lives around them. If someone is happy, their partner will be happy, their family will be happier, their friends will be happier. It's, the energy is contagious. Yes. So I would I would say like these people I I inspire because I just know it from them and I hope I can inspire much more people by sharing my own stories by sharing the tools that I've used that helped me to grow so we can all feel inspired we can all feel that spark coming up in ourselves and show it to the world. Tell me more about that spark. How do you imagine sparkling the world as you say? But it's it's a funny it's a funny visualization because I have it in my mind. So I just see that I with my hands I use my hands a lot. People that know me are always like uh, using my hands, which I'm doing now, but people can't see, of course. If you because, can see uh, Tivo's hands, he's kind of doing like jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> jazzy, jazzy, jazzy. Yes. So I like to put a spark in the world, like one person at a time. If I can light up the spark in someone else. And it's like a switch that I can put on at people, bam, spark them so they can put on their lights. And if I spark that one person, they will spark the people around them and then more and then more and then more. And this is 
person by person, the way we change the world. What happens when we are faced with challenges, obstacles that maybe make it more difficult to move forward, to move in that direction? Good question, because not everything is, is happiness. You know, although I'm a happiness coach, we, we, have, to, we have to be honest and, and, and things will happen to us. Well, what I used to do, I always was trying to fix things immediately and directly and ignore the problem, not give importance to it. And oh, solution, solution. Now it's great to be positive, to willing to work on yourself and to find a solution. But what I'm doing now, whenever a challenge happens in my life, I try to first see it, accept it, and sit with it. Not trying to judge it, just trying to sit with it, reflect upon it, journal about it, and see what I can learn from it. So trying to see the bigger picture from it and seeing it long term. Because maybe short term, I would feel defense or I would feel hurt or not lovable. This is just like the temporal feeling, the short term feeling. But if I can think a little bit long term, that really helps putting a challenge in perspective. And a challenge, if you see that it is the universe or the world or whatever you want to call it, is giving to you as an ability to learn, then suddenly it becomes softer. Suddenly the tension is not so big. Of course, I've got my bad moments. I've got my bad days. But I try to do that. And then in a later phase, I might reach out to a friend. Someone that I know that I trust or an accountability buddy or one of my coaches and then talk about it. So first I do inner work and then I express, I talk. Because talking about it also organizes your thoughts in a different way. I wonder if you'd be willing to talk about uh, a challenge that you have faced, maybe a personal one, and share maybe uh, your experience with that challenge and how you've done this work and seen your way out of it. Yes. I've got different challenges in my life, but there's one specific challenge in my life that was really significant or that I made at least uh, very significant. It, it happened uh, years ago when I, when I was younger that uh, our loved one was trying to kill themselves. And I made up a story about that. That was a big challenge for me, that event. I made up stories about myself that I was responsible for the happiness from other people. I am yeah, responsible for, for the people around me. I need to make sure that they are loved, that they are happy, that they feel good. I... I, I made up stories that, that I'm not important, that I need to be the sweet, the sweetie bow, but I, I'm not taking serious. People expect more from me. And there were so many things that, that, I, that I made up about myself in that event, in that challenge, that I now see like, thank you. Thank you that that happened. Thank you, because that was a, a catalyzator for me to be able to grow. If I didn't have that event, and if I hadn't made up that story in my mind, then I wouldn't be the person who I am now today. Then I wouldn't be the person now to teach others to be happy, but to take 100% responsibility of their own happiness. Because of that event, because of that challenge, the gift that I see in it is that I am now a happiness coach. I help others to be happy, but... I, can, I will give you the tools. I will guide you. I will be your cheerleader. I will be your helper. I will 
I will be there along the, the way, but you have to do the work. Be independent, be happy, do you. I can just imagine you with pom-poms there cheerleading <laughs> someone. <laughs> yeah, thank you for, for sharing that. I think I actually think that it's through sharing these challenges that we go through, through sharing how we have become more resilient because of our situation, whatever. Um, it's, that's how we can support each other and move forward. And I want to ask you, we're kind of, we're kind of coming around towards the end of time. So I want to be, I want to, I don't want to start on a big topic. I do want to talk a little bit more about mm, our uniqueness. Maybe you could tell us some of the things that make you unique that you've discovered that are your superpowers. Because I think we often feel ashamed of parts of that. Maybe what was that 10% that you were hiding? And, and how did that come out? How did you finally accept that and use that as your superpower? Well, the 10% I was hiding was really me being more expressive. Me willing to be able to share, to be vulnerable, to, to just give love. A lot of times with family or friends, I was stopping myself to give that extra hug, to give that extra compliment, to give that extra niceness, kindness to people. And now I don't limit myself anymore. And I think maybe that's part of my uniqueness. I am able to show who I am and I am not afraid to love and, and, to, and to make people feel loved because that's what they deserve. That's, that's who we are. We are loved. Okay, so at the end of every episode, I ask guests to think of a challenge for readers, or for readers, for listeners. So I'm a little distracted. I don't know if you guys can hear it. There's some construction work going on in the building upstairs, and I'm sure we'll edit out some of the banging, and still, I'm, it's kind of distracting me a bit. So um, sorry if you hear that clank, clank, clank. That's what it's like living in a city. So at the end of each episode, I ask the guests to, to give a challenge for listeners uh, of something that they can do. It can be something very simple to become more of who they are. And I think what you're saying now, it's fantastic because you're talking about that part of yourself that you were hiding, like the self-acceptance and, and how that's brought so much more happiness and joy to your life. So what would you suggest? A simple thing that somebody could do, and I've already heard you mention quite a few throughout this conversation, so maybe you'll just like run back and put a couple of those together. Something that somebody could do maybe just once or once a day or for a week or so to try out to become a happier person, for example. So many things. Do we have an hour? <laughs> <laughs> you have about five minutes if you want, five yeah. to six minutes. Okay. I would say make a list of 25 things that make you happy. Start with that. People say, oh, 25 things. That's a lot. It's not a lot. It doesn't have to be like a world travel. It can be your morning coffee in the sun. It can be giving that smile to that person next to you uh, at the streetlights. It can be giving that hug one second longer. There are so many things that can make you happy. And when we realize that, write it down on a piece of paper and keep it there whenever you need it, whenever you feel down. And then look at these easy little things that make you happy. And then just do a couple of them. And it will make you feel better. It will make you feel happier. And if you want, maybe share it with someone. That's a fantastic challenge. I can think of one thing that I, that I've, this is kind of one of my own challenges that I, that I've done for myself is, you know, connecting with people is, makes me very happy. And so I try 
to remember to be aware that any opportunity, like any exchange with a person is an opportunity to make that person smile, to make that person feel a little bit better, to make that person feel a little more loved. And so like every time I buy anything at the grocery store or at any time I go anywhere and I interact with another human being, I try to take it a tiny step further than just, please, thank you. Here's the card. You know, I, I try to make a comment or a question about how's your day or, you know, anything like that. And it makes such a difference for me and for them. So right. that's your sparkle on the world. <laughs> you can always ask in this moment, what would love do? And then add some, then add, add some extra love to, to the, the normal things that you are doing. That's a lovely example that you're giving. So could you give a couple things from your list of uh, the 25 things that make you happy? Oof, <laughs> good question. <laughs> no, what, makes me, what makes me happy is really to have peace of mind. So what does that mean? That means to take care of my morning routine and to connect with people that will not judge me and to really give hearts and to really share compliments it also means going to the beach see the scene feel the scene be in nature these things really recharge me nature is a big one too i definitely will sign up for that one thibaut otomer <laughs> close yeah, good. <laughs> it's been such a pleasure to have you on being all of us thank you so much for anyone who wants to know more about what a happiness coach is or does i will put some links in the show notes so that you can follow Thibaut, find out more about his business and maybe learn some tips to just be a happier person. So Thibaut, thank you so much. Thank you for, for inviting me. It was a real honor. It's always a pleasure to, to talk to you, to feel your energy and to share with you. So thank you very much. Let's go sparkle the world. <laughs> and vamos. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. I hope you can feel the inspiration and passion that we put into this conversation and that it empowers you to be confident, compassionate, and courageous on your journey, on our journey to becoming all of us. If you enjoyed that conversation and you'd like to hear more, please be sure to click on subscribe or follow to get your weekly dose of inspiration. And remember to stop by and rate us with a five-star rating on the app store. Leave your comments below. Let us know what it is that you enjoy about these conversations so that we can bring more of them to you. And stop by Instagram to follow us at the Being All of Us podcast. B-A-O-U podcast. Thanks to the group Bombadil for our intro music, Avery. And to Scott Gratton for our outro music, Motown is Yotown. Come join us again next week for more. Until then, shine bright, you beautiful soul. You are the change the world needs. Go out and shine.